When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Live around Australia on SEN Track, welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. Welcome to Taz Racing Talk for another Friday, and we've got a big Friday ahead of us, and we love starting it this way, dog. Welcome to you, Campbell Brown, sweaty dog this morning, <laughs> doing his best bets from the sauna. What about that? That was in dedication to Sam Hargrave's shower segment this week, so we thought we'd be a little bit more creative with our best bets, and um, well, you know I love esteem. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it to uh, a completely different level. Uh, yeah, good week in uh, in Tassie. I, I actually followed um, Dog. I followed uh, a few of the um, tips from last week, and and obviously that Dog McInerney went round in yep. the, in the Harrison Dawson heat. He got stitched up round the first corner, and and. Uh, Sort of lost all chances there. He was out the back, but uh, I'm sure he can uh, recover from that. That last week's racing was uh, was full on. Uh, Rock the Bowler won the, the the first race. He was a shorty there. He was giving them a big start, but gee, rounded up well and 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 rounded the race off well. Bold instinct for the Wells Camp. Taylor Johnson, dog. He came. She came on. Should I say? Taylor Johnson came on uh, last week. Taz Racing Talk and said, "This is my best ride." Uh, on Sunday, and Bold Instinct delivered, and and of course, uh, Darman and brought up a, a soapy bubble, bookending the card. So, first race with uh, Rock the Bowler and taking out the last. So, uh, it was good good day uh, all round. And then uh, with the trots, we've got our our trots guru coming on board uh, in a minute, Jamie Cockshark, and we'll have a chat to him. But uh, Ben Yoli is dead set cleaning up, isn't he? He's uh, training winners all over the shop, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he. Had a big presence uh, uh, there last week at, at that meeting. So let's go to Jamie Cockshack. Jamie, I was just talking about Ben Yol. Did I hear you say on on SEN during the week that he is Australia's leading trainer? Yeah, he's semi. Yeah, no, he's trained the most winners so far in Australia this season. And he actually was the leading trainer last season in Australia. I think he had over 220 odd winners for the season. And, you know, like, it is a big effort to train that many winners. He's got a lot of horses in work, but, you know, hard work. The harder you work, the more successful you become. And I was interested to hear that, uh, yeah, it was sort of touched on how it's good to support the young drivers, and he did so, uh, obviously, at that meeting last week. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, well, they're the future. You know, they're the future. And it's not easy for the young people to get into the industry these days, Sammy, because... Back in you know, back in your day, you know, your father, you had your father there as a, as a mentor, then you you branch out a little bit. But the young ones coming through today don't you don't usually have that family background. You know, they just fall in love with the game because of the animal, and you know it's not easy for them. So if they can get 
you know, support when they're young and get a bit of confidence and get a few winners. Well, it just keeps them going for a few more years and then hopefully they turn in, you know, to a leading jockey or a leading driver. Yeah, and that win, uh, he won the third race with Buster Byron. That that was uh, a good win at the short odds. Yeah, Buster Byron, uh, he's, he's a nice horse. Um, he, he, he done it pretty well, but he's in tonight, I think, in a, in a bit harder race. But uh, he got the job done last week. At, at, he was very heavily backed. I think they put up two fifty, and I think he ended up starting a dollar forty in the end. So yeah, they were pretty confident with that one. So it's a good meeting there tonight for Hobart. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good even meeting, mate. It's a good even meeting. There's no standouts, but you know, there's obviously seven races, so there's seven winners. So we'll try our best to find a couple. That's for sure. <laughs> what are your best bets there? We'll start off in race one, number two, Sharmy. This is trained by Anita McKenzie. Um, they put up 262.70, which is probably just marginally shorter than what I want. Uh, but drawn barrier two, he's just going to be on the speed and he's just going to have options, young Jacob Duggan. And I reckon, you know, he can just about get the, the chocolates in the first. Then we go over to race two, number five. This is the best of the night in my eyes. Um, Four dollars is still available. She's a handy mare. Ray Pullen jumps in the gig. He's a trainer. So I'm sure Ray will go forward and, and make sure the... There's a solid tempo up front, and I reckon she can out tougher roles. The value runner comes up in the last of the night. Race seven, number one, Resurgent Rebel. This is a very open race. I think it's around about the 5 or $6 mark, and we'll either lead or sit leaders back, so I don't reckon we can miss each one. And the one at odds comes up. Race four, number two, to Michael Juni. Um, always pops up at big odds. Showed a return to last week at Los Angeles when she ran third. Got a good draw tonight in a pretty even race, and she's about twelve dollars at the moment. And I don't, I think she's a pretty decent gamble. I one by two bit. And what about for Launceston on Sunday night? Yeah, well, Launceston. Um, I hope our guest is coming up um, has a good night because I've, I've tipped his horses pretty heavily. Todd Rattray. Um, the first one comes up, race one, number eight, Kadar. Uh, pretty even race. There's a lot of horses out of form in this race. Kadar's probably one that is going, you know, going just about at his best. Drawn the second line, lone runner. Todd has options, and I just reckon he'll get the job done, and we should hopefully get three dollars fifty. The best of the whole weekend is race eight, number three, Lancelot. Um, he will win. Simple as that. It's just what odds they put up. Um, they could put up two forty. They could put up two fifty. They could put up two dollars because. Um, he hasn't won for a few starts. He's drawn three. He'll bully his way to the lead. Um, there is a couple of nice horses in it. Pardew Plug has got a bit of a picket fence going, and Cosimo goes okay. But Lancelot leads. Yeah, he'll be winning. That's all there is to it. He's nearly as good a singer as the Demons on on the weekend, <laughs> and we play North Melbourne, mate. So <laughs> If we it can't is. beat North Melbourne, well, God help us. Uh, that's how confident I am with Lancelot, boys. So. That's, I reckon that's the biggest push you've ever given uh, one in the two years we've been speaking, Jamie. Yeah, probably is. No, I'm, I'm very confident, and I just think it'll win. I just hope, you know, the tab, tab or stuff just put up the... Well, it should be $10.50, but he'll start shorter, I'm telling you now. That's all I'll say. Um, if they put up the right odds, he'll start a lot shorter. Um <laughs> The value runner of the night comes up. Race four, number six, Lockaway Casey. Now, she's a bonnie mare, Lockaway Casey. Try and drive Paul Williams. Resume last week with a very game second behind Timberland Beach. Um, she's going to be fitter. She's drawn a bit wider, but, you know, 
she's going to find a little bit of work in her races, and I reckon we'll get five or six dollars, and she's worth a small play at those odds. And the roughies come up, race six, number seven, Kuzma. Um, drawn top of the track in a stand start race. And if he happens to ping early and spears across and gets to the pegs, I don't think they'll run him down, and we should get, you know, $10 or $12, Kuzma. And the big roughie of the night comes up, race seven, number 13, the Black Assassin. He'll be 25 to 1, 30 to 1. And, and so he should be. He's joined outside the second line. So driver Gareth Retro will go straight to the peaks and just keep poking up, poking up. The gaps open up. He's more than capable of um, running a big race at, at good odds. Now we'll go quaddy. We're going to go pretty wide here because it's a very open quaddy, to be honest, boys. First thing, we'll go numbers 1, 4, 7, 8, 9, 10, and 11. Secondly, we'll go 2, 3, 4, 7, 11, 13, and 15. Third leg, we'll go 1, 3, 8, 9, 10, 13. And last leg, we'll go number 3, 1 out. That's Lancelot. So $73.50, he's only going to get us 25% of the dividend. But I'm pretty confident in those first three legs, we'll get a fair bit of value. So we still should get a return for our investment, that's for sure. And a load-up job for Lancelot. Just wins. Uh, yeah. Right when are you expecting the uh, the odds to come out for uh, for that, that meet? Oh, well, you know, if, if there's any of them punters out there that can get on with Bet365, well, they come out around 7 o'clock on Saturday night. Yep. So usually Tap, Tap Corp go up around about 8.30, 9 o'clock. Sportsbet ain't far behind them. So, yeah, usually Saturday night the, the markets come out for our Sunday meeting. Very good. Righto. Well, we've got Todd Rattray, who uh, he's got a bit of pressure about him because he's carrying Jamie's uh, all of Jamie's money, that's for sure, this weekend. So, uh, Todd, welcome to Taz Racing Talk. Thanks, mate. Well, we just want to hope Todd's not carrying my weight, mate, because by God, help him if he is. (laughs) (laughs) How you going there, Toddy? Good, mate, yourself? Yeah, not bad, mate, not bad. We'll start off with Hobart tonight. Um, you, you've only got the one drive, and it's an outside stable drive. Um, delightful Juni, trained by Shawnee Kennedy. Um, I think she's a really good chance tonight at double figure odds. She's got the right draw. She's, she's pretty limited, but with the right run, you know, she's more than capable of beating, beating a field like she races tonight. Yeah, obviously she needs the right run. Um, she's... Pretty quick over over 200, but um, obviously she's got to get that run. So um, drawn two and um, drive for a bit of luck. We'll see what happens. In the second race, you've got two runners. You've got Mazazu that's going to be um, driven by Lachlan Dakin, and, and you're on Leisure. Um, the other two of them, which are the, which are the better chances? Uh, probably Mazazu. Um, yeah, he's probably going to get a good run through and... Um, yeah, the one horse is probably the one to beat. So um, hopefully gets gets to the sprint lane or something like that and um, can uh, run with the one horse, hopefully. Yeah, no, he, he's pretty good when he's held up and he has raced in, you know, slightly better company than this in the past and been very competitive. And, you know, if he brings a form of oh, about three or four months ago and he ran some cracking races at Launceston when he'd done all the work, you know, he's definitely going to take her a power of beating, especially if the Rowan Hillier train... Joe Caravallo holds up early. Um, Launceston, you know, you've got a fair few runners in at Launceston. We'll start with Kadar. I just think he's found his right race. 
I'm pretty keen on him. Um, I just hope I get a bit of a push from his trainer and driver, but just found the right race. He's going well and has options early. You'll push through and, and get a pretty decent trip and yeah, you'll take plenty of holding out. Yeah, his last two or three runs have been pretty good, so um, obviously he's there about some the money and um, obviously if he brings that form like he's been going, so he should be thereabouts, but um, yeah, he should get a good run through from the back line anyway. In the two-year-old, you got you got a first start in the two-year-old race, Savalinka Lees. Um, um, trained, owned by the stalwarts of the stable, Marjorie and Trevor. Um, always well-bred horses they breed. Um, Savalinka, been okay at the trials, but um, what's uh, your thoughts on the filly in the third uh, first trial, she was a bit rough going, but um, the, the second trial, she was pretty good and um, went pretty straight and paced well. And uh, I think she won that trial and um, she felt pretty good then. Um, obviously, she's drawn out wide, so um, we'll just have to see how she feels on the gate and go from there, I think. But she's obviously showed the stable enough ability to say that she's, she's going to win a few races in her career. Yeah, I reckon. Um, yeah, she's sort of got a bit of speed, and she she looks she looks like a horse too. So um, yeah, ho- hopefully she she'll be all right. That's good, mate. Then we move over to Isaiah in, in the the open class race of the night. Um, just didn't have a lot of luck last start. You pushed through, you got checked, and you know just nothing nothing went right. Um, finds a pretty similar field. Um, drawn a bit wide, you know. He has got the gate speed, you know, like. Are you happy to use it from out there? Yeah, just got to feel, see how he feels on the gate, I think. Um, if he wants to run it pretty quick, I'll probably run it. But, um, yeah, obviously got checked a few times late last part. So, um, yeah, I think he's going okay, but um, probably just running into some handy ones as well. So, uh, we'll just go on how he feels on the gate, I think. Then we go over to Kuzma in a in a stand start race. You're on the top of the track. He does begin well, and I reckon he's a sneaky chance at pinging across early. And if he lobs on top, we all know he's a very good horse in front, and he'll take plenty of catch. And even despite being over the longer trip. Yeah, I think I think it, it, it's his race sort of thing. If he goes away all right, and he's up there with him, like um, obviously he can win, win with a sit and in front as well. So. Um, if everything goes to plan, I think you'll go good. We'll go over to the last. You've got Kikimi. Um, was, was okay last time, improved. This is not a strong race. you got a good draw, and she's another one that can run a race at, at good odds. Yeah, she was a better last start. I, I think she's improving every run now since we've got her back, so um, hope, hopefully she's improved again and uh, gets off the arm. I think it's only a mile, so hopefully we can get off the arm a bit and see what happens. And then we go to the best of the night in my eyes. I'm not going to put no pressure on your mate, Lancelot. He just looks to find the perfect race. Drawn three. Um, you leave, you'll either find the lead or you'll have to sit park. But either way, you know, you'll be able to dictate from whichever spot. And your main rivals are going to be always outside you, and it just looks his race to get back into winning form. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I think last time I talked to you, he went terrible and you said he would win. So um, <laughs> ho- ho- hopefully he doesn't do that. But um, yeah, yeah, I think he's coming right now. He's 
his last start was pretty good. It's probably a bad drive in the finish. Went too early when they were running along. So um, hopefully he can run the gate a bit and be in a handy spot. So you got a pretty handy, pretty handy book at um, Ronchester on Sunday night. Which which is the best of them, mate? Uh, probably Lancelot. If he, if he gets a good run, he, he should be there. Yeah, no, well, yeah, well, I've, I'll talk him up a bit, and I don't usually do that, so I hope I haven't got egg on my face, but, you know, with every duck and everything going to plan, you know, I, I just, just think he's better than him, and, you know, his run last week was huge after doing all the work, and he only got run down late, so I think he'll bounce back on Sunday night, and, and um, he'll make us both look okay, I think. I hope you're right because I won't talk to you again. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, yeah. Well, I'm going to have egg on my face when I come on next week because I've never tipped one as strongly as what I have this week in the, the whole time I've been doing the show. So, but uh, I'm pretty confident, mate. You know, you'll be right. He'll get the job done. He's a, he's a nice horse. He seems to be over his issues, mate, and he'll make a statement. Touch wood. Good on you, Todd. Well done. Well done, Jamie. Well, we're going to put the house on Lancelot uh, on. <laughs> On Sunday night, and uh, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's going to be carrying my weight too, Jamie. Well, good luck for the yeah. weekend. We're going to take a quick break now. When we come back on the other side, we're going to have a chat to Greyhound trainer Michael Pearce. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. That's it. Uh, the best hour of every Friday is this hour, Taz Racing Talk. And we've got Michael Pierce on the line, who is a greyhound trainer over in Tassie. Uh, Dog, on my Google Doc here, it says, describe yourself as the joker of the sport that speaks the truth. I like yeah. it, Michael. I like it. We need larrikins. <laughs> Got to have them, mate. Got to have them. <laughs> That's right. How's, how's the team going? Team's going really good, really good at the moment. So hopefully things keep going. Good work. Now, uh, you had a double in Hobart on Tuesday. Pops Promise was a good winner. Yeah, yeah, she she goes really good. She's a trier all the time. She's not the quickest in the kennel, but a 100% trier. And Dashing Pippa got the money. Yeah, she's, she's a bit upper class, that one. I think she'll probably end up going over the river and having a bit of a go over the distance, so... Yeah, she's going really good at the moment. Michael, and how did you get in the industry, mate? Were you, were you always destined to be a greyhound trainer? Yeah, born and bred in the industry. Is uh, so, so so your family all involved, obviously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mum still helps walk of a morning. Yep. I lost my father two years ago. He'd been in the sport all his life. So, yeah, it's just something that followed in the family. And it's still a family thing now. I've got my kids helping. The missus helps and... Yeah, just sort of a family thing. They're all owned by the family, the dogs that we got at home at the moment. So it's good, good night out, and we enjoy it. That's fantastic. So, Michael, how does how does it uh, how how does it go? Like, I could obviously uh, sit here and tell you about day in the life of of a jockey uh, in the morning, but for a greyhound trainer, what what is what does your day consist of? And you know, how how, do, how does it you know do you do you, do you do things? Um, is it a routine setup with, with greyhounds? Yeah, it is for me. It's a, I'm really punctual on my times. You know, I start at 6.30 every morning, uh, take the dogs for about a 30-minute walk around the farm, and then they're out three or four times during the day, and then back for a walk at night. And, yeah, just like to keep things, plenty of rest, keep them sound, and one-on-one for me. So that's the way I like it. How many have you got in the team? 
Uh, I've got five in work and one that I'm pre-educating at the moment and, and a few pups coming through, so enough to keep me busy. And is that, uh, yeah, so that obviously five is fairly taxing on with just one person? Yeah, it is, but I'm lucky I've got me missus that helps out and mum helps out and when I get to the tracks, I've got my brother-in-law and his and my nephew and that, they help me out at the tracks, and so it's really good. It's all, all family for me, so... Yeah, that's uh, that's fantastic. Now, Michael, I I uh, I don't know much about greyhounds, but I did since doing this show. I've been watching uh, watching it a bit when uh, when we get Brennan on and he chats about a few different things. And uh, obviously, McInerney got he, he got knocked out of the race uh, when he came over for that race last week here in in Melbourne. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, he went over. Blake does a good job with him, and when he come to Tassie, you know, he's won a fair few races now. And, Going back over there, I don't know whether he's going to stay there, but, you know, it's a bit different class. They're a bit quicker over there early, so that's why he's probably suited here in Tassie. And is that the fact that, that like, he couldn't take a, he couldn't sort of take a position, that's why he sort of got skittled, skittled around that first burn, bend? Yeah, yeah, that's what happened to him. So a bit tardy early, and that's what happens when you take on the big boys. You've, you've got to be up on the pace. Fair enough. Now, uh, what what's what what have you got in in the coming weeks? So we've obviously just a small team. Uh, you got runners coming up. Yeah, we got um, the two bitches that won on Tuesday. They're back in this Tuesday in the Country Oaks in Launceston. Got their usual boxes four and six. So we just got to keep pushing forward. Michael, you a punter? Did you did you take the double on Tuesday night? No, I never had a bet. Never had a bet. Wow. I had a bet. Uh, had a bet on the Thursday night when the lids didn't open properly, but they declared it a race, so I done me money. Oh, no, it's always the way, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so the stewards deemed it a fair start, which I don't think it was. If they didn't open correctly, it's a false start to me. Correct. Yeah, 100%. I mean, uh, wowee, that's that's funny that uh, they let that get over the line, isn't it? They even put it in their stewards' report, so, and then they wonder why I carry on. <laughs> I think I just donate to the Christmas fund. Fair play, fair play to you. Do they find you often, do they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they don't mind finding you. (laughs) What's what's the biggest fine you've copped? Uh, Not as much as you, Brownie, but my last one was $200. Yeah, right. The AFL got me for 15000 one day for lying at the tribunal. (laughs) (laughs) I had them go in and lie against me, but they got away with it. Magnificent. Outstanding work. Well, best of luck with uh, with those runners coming up. Let's hope they continue their winning form. No worries. Thanks, boys. Thanks for coming on, on, mate. There is Michael Pearce and his team, just this small team, five dogs, but uh, going really well. We're going to take a break now. When we come back on the other side, we'll have a chat to Neil Walsh who runs a Tasmanian bloodstock uh, business, and, yeah, it'll be good to chat to Neil. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. The dog is in the house, old sweaty dog, today on the Friday on Taz Racing Talk, and Neil Walsh is on the line here, and... Neil, uh, nice to meet you. Thanks for coming on Taz Racing Talk. And, and my notes here, it says Neil runs a Tasmanian bloodstock, Tasmanian, blo- Tasmanian bloodstock whose mission statement is to pro- provide a first-class ownership experience to Tasmanian racehorse owners. And 
That is, uh, that's a great way to start because uh, that's what you want from your owners, isn't it? You want people to go to the races, have fun and go home and say, gee, I want to do that again. And, and there needs to be more of it. 100%, Sammy. That's, um, look, we want to get people back to the races and enjoying the races and um, and making it fun again and, and giving them a reason to, to attend race meetings and not only just sort of come in for their race but end up spending the whole day there, you know, um, supporting everybody that supports the industry and that supports the club. So, How did um, the... Look back. Sorry. How, how did this come about for you? Oh, look, it was just an idea. Um, I thought there was an opportunity there to do it. Um, I had it in the back of my mind, and it's been a bit of a passion project. We only launched just over 12 months ago. Um, but the response geez, has been incredible, really. Um, been very, very um, humbled by the response and how everyone's taken to it. So we're, we're, we're finding now we've got a really great community going to each race meeting, and um, they're having a ball, and... I'm having a ball with them. Niels, uh, how, how have you found sort of everything post-COVID? Because it's it's always difficult starting something uh, new, in particular in the trying times that we had over the last couple of years through COVID. And I know that sort of Tassie wasn't as affected uh, as much as some other states. But have you found people are, are really keen to get back out and about and go to the races and, and mingle and socialise? Or are they still a little bit reserved? Look, we, were, you know, we probably had it down here in Tassie with the races uh, a different experience to two other states. You know, we were shut down there for a full month. Um, but then, you know, we were quite able to move around quite freely. So it didn't affect us in that respect. Only once the borders opened up, there was, I think, Devonport Cup meeting probably took a bit of a hit because of that. Because, you know, obviously it was going to infiltrate the state and spread spread pretty quickly. Um, but once sort of we've come through the other end of that, um, no, the, support, the support's been great. Now, Neil, you, you do an outstanding job running the Taz Bloodstock Lounge uh, at, at the Tassie uh, Gallops meetings, and, and that is great location for, for people to go and, and just uh, enjoy the day. Exactly. Look, we just wanted to make it something for everybody, you know, um, whether or not you wanted to get dressed up or not on the day, you, you know, you can roll in there in, in your um, in your shorts and your, and your T-shirt if you want enjoy the day without sort of having to um, put on any airs and graces, so to speak. So it just gives that other alternative to, to obviously um, going upstairs and, um, and, and putting a suit on for the day. So, you know, we don't take ourselves too seriously. We have a bit of fun with it. And, you know, one thing I, you know, I've sort of been, been going racing all my life and I wanted it, I wanted to create somewhere where people could go, even if they didn't know other people necessarily, where they could walk into the room and, and feel welcome. And, you know, it, there's been a lot of friendships made um, over a short period of time where you know, these people roll in now and, you know, and have a, have a great day together, week in, week out. You're going, you're going to be on track on Sunday in Hobart for where it's uh, Pink Cup Day f- to raise funds for, for breast cancer awareness? Yes. So look, so like I say, I've got a great relationship with all three clubs. They've been absolutely fantastic in um, supporting this idea. So this is one of uh, the TRC's big fundraising days um, for a great cause. It's grown exponentially over the last probably four years. Um, I think last year, don't hold me to it, but they raised nearly 20000 So um, on the day. So it's a big day. Everyone puts on puts on their pink. Um, been very fortunate in previous years and again this year um, with some very kind donations for the live auction. So we've got uh, Mo Tree Thoroughbreds 
They've got a couple of new stallions uh, down here now, which is great for the Tassie breeding industry. So Mandy Gunn, there's uh, supplying service fees to Quick Thinker and Turf Fontaine, who you're getting the good oil here. Is just uh, is about to relocate down to Tassie, and uh, Paul Geard, as he's done last year, um, providing a rare service fee to Wordsmith, who's not serving outside mares anymore. So. Um, Jack Jumpers have got a corporate box, which if I back a winner, I'll be having a crack at that <laughs> myself, I think. <laughs> Big fan there. And uh, Scotty Brunton, Brunton Racing and myself, uh, we're advertising a uh, 5% share, as we've done the last couple of years, with good luck. It seems to be a bit of good luck. So uh, we, we do a 5% share, including 12-month training fees for uh, a Magnus filly that we uh, purchased at uh, last year's the Mania Magic Women's Sales. Neil, you've both got uh, – oh, sorry, you've got a share in both horses, uh, Freak on a Lead and Am Kaya, that they're running uh, in race seven on Sunday? Yeah, they're in the pink cup, so we'll be doing our best to take that home. Uh, look, both good chances, both in really good form. Um, Freak on a Lead was actually a prize for uh, pink cup day there a couple of years ago. Um, so, yeah, hopefully uh, it comes full circle. Brown Dog's got an outstanding uh, pink sort of uh, cowboy hat that he gets around in. Um, it's, uh, we, we might, we might actually, we might actually have him wear that uh, in his in his uh, sauna show next weekend. <laughs> that, that would be great because I'm not even lying. I've got I've got it penciled in. I'm going to run out of time today, but I'm going to um, I'm, go, I'm going down to the local. Um, to the local Connors, and unfortunately these days, Sammy, we actually used to work at Tony Noonan's together, you'll laugh, oh. um, when, when we were both a lot younger and a lot skinnier. But, yeah. Um... Well, I'm, I, hey, 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 I'm on the way back. I'm on the way back to being skinny. Uh, <laughs> I keep telling everyone I am, but I'm not yet, so I'll be getting looking for the brightest pink uh, extra large shirt I can find. <laughs> Now, you, you're also uh, closely involved with the Brunton Stable, and they've got a few nice runners uh, running in Melbourne over the next fortnight. They do, they do. So, look, we're fortunate enough to be in the uh, ownership of, uh, well, Galenus was desperately unlucky there. Um, well, I shouldn't say desperately unlucky, but I'm sure, I know I know that a few of the boys were, in, were uh, telling me they were up on the big screen. They, they thought they'd won it there at Caulfield there a week or two ago. So he'll go round again uh, Saturday week, um, but he's he's been a, he's a fantastic horse and a, and a lot of ability. I still don't think we've seen the best of him, and uh, very excited to have Hella coming back. So she ran an absolute blinder here first up, first run in nearly a year um, at Hobart at the last meeting. Took a took a very good old horse called Blaze Forth to um, run her down. Her fitness just gave out, but um, she should be very hard to beat there at Flemington in a fortnight. What about any word, question without notice, any word on when Nico goes around again? That Nico the Greek, is it Nico the Greek? Nico, Nico, Nico goes around on Sunday. Oh, <laughs> my, it I, wins. I, it I, dead set wins, I'm telling you. I, I think you'll be in the tomato sauce, but you'll laugh. I was actually just down there having a look at a couple of the horses this morning, and I said to Dave, <laughs> mate, the only way you'll get beat is by trying to ride him too forward. I think he did him a favour the other day, coming walking out of the gates. I think we saw how much ability the horse has. So a good friend of mine, George Petropoulos, uh, owns him, as well as uh, Richie Robinson and a couple of snuck in. So, uh, look, he's he's always shown plenty, plenty of ability. And, yeah, if he runs up to last start, um, he should be taking home the cash, you'd think.
Oh, gee whiz. I mean, that final furlong, he dead set came from the clouds, didn't he? Like, as you say, he sort of walked out of the boxes and then had no speed early. He was down on the inside, came to the outside, out of the picture, and then next thing, Nico turns up. I, I, I was like, wow, weak. Gee, it made up some ground. Well, the great, great, the great game of punt and semi, we'd all the week before, or two weeks before, the, um, we were all launched in. I don't usually tip all sorts of people, but I tipped, I rang a few people and said, look, this banker Tom, <laughs> we're, we're ready here. This is one, once or twice a year, you know, you get you get a price like this. I launched Fair in at $14. I launched in at, this is, so this is banker Tom's first start. So yeah. I launched in at fourteen dollars, and he drifted out to twenty three dollars. And I thought, Jesus, I've, I've been out of the camp too long here. Anyway, he ran a bold fifth, I think, and then fortunately enough, <laughs> I had a lot less on him. But I backed him and Nico the other day, and uh, when I'm, I'm sure if Nico had followed Tommy through, he would have beaten him home by about four. But uh, <laughs> fortunately, he got the bob. <laughs> So I didn't realise I'd tipped it to as many people until the phone started going berserk afterwards. <laughs> it all butted up. So everyone, all's well and ends well. Nico will get his chance this week. Sometimes you just got to have a bit of luck on your side, don't you? You know? Yeah, as you say, he, he, uh, he, went out, he went out instead of going in. If he stays in, he wins easily. Wins easily. <laughs> but uh, it'll, uh, well, let's hope everybody listening to Taz Racing Talk uh, today, they load up. On Nico on Sunday. Um, that's it. <laughs> Thanks very much, Neil. Uh, we'll no. look forward to uh, have a great day on Sunday and we'll look forward to watching your runners. Good on you. Thanks, team. Appreciate your time. Thanks, Neil. There is Neil Walsh. He's got a couple of nice runners there going around there on Sunday in the Pink Cup and and uh, obviously doing a great job for the owners uh, over there in, in uh, Tasmania. Let's take a break now. When we come back on the other side, we'll have a chat to Jacob Beavis and see if he can tip us into a winner. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. Welcome back to Taz Racing Talk. And we have Jacob Bevis, who is on the line, Tasmanian media personality. Jacob, how's the media world treating you over there in Tassie? Good afternoon, guys. Uh, yeah, it's going well. Definitely no complaints from me. Fantastic. Now, you're going to be on track in, in Hobart uh, uh, on Sunday, hosting the coverage for Taz Racing TV. And has that been popular? Yeah, definitely. Um, we've got all the all the races on Taz Racing TV, and uh, and I'm very lucky. I get to uh, live host um, a few of the thoroughbred race meetings, especially uh, in Hobart. And uh, yeah, going to be hosting the coverage on Sunday. Aviso Pink Cup Day, one of uh, TRC's uh, biggest uh, race days. So if you if you're not doing anything on Sunday, you're at home uh, looking for something to watch, then uh, just click on to, to tazracing.com.au. All the race coverage will uh, will be there through Taz Racing TV. That's what we want. Neil Walsh telling us uh, that it's going to be a really popular day. It's obviously a good meeting, and and uh, uh, yeah, he's got a couple of nice chances in 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 the cup race. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a big day. It's one of the TRC's uh, big big days of the year, and uh, there's usually uh, heaps of people on course, and of course, it's all to raise money for the for the national. Breast Cancer Foundation. So uh, she'll get a good crowd there on Sunday. And, uh, yeah, looking looking forward to, to raising some, some good money for a good cause. 
Yeah, and especially with the live auctions involved and, and service fees uh, that are on offer, thanks to everybody that's uh, put up put up that uh, that gear to be auctioned off and hopefully it's uh, it's really well supported. Yeah, that's right. I wouldn't mind that, uh, that Jack Jumper's corporate box myself. I might have to uh, chuck in a bit on that. I'm sure that would be very popular. But, uh, no, it's good to see all the auction uh, items. Uh, there's, a, there's a quick thinker one I heard and... Uh, yeah, there's uh, there's quite a bit there to um, to, to auction and, and to um, to get some money out of to go towards the, the National Breast Cancer Foundation. You've run your eye over the meeting, so what are your best bets there? Well, I reckon you're going to like my first best bet. It comes up in race two, number three, Nico the Greek. Oh, yeah, Nico the... just wins, just <laughs> yeah, wins. We, we all saw it. We all saw it a couple of weeks ago. We have the out the back at the top of the straight, nowhere to go. So David Perez had to steer into the outside and, uh, gee, rocketed home. He missed by a nose. He nearly won. So uh, if he gets the, the right the right run in transit, I think, uh, well, he should be winning, as you say. And then my next best bet is in race five, number one, make a decision. Now, this is a horse from the Sarah Cotton Stable who's got uh, plenty of ability. Has had the two career starts. Did win on debut, then went for a spell, then returned from a spell around Easter time in, in Launceston and finished second to title shot. It was a good run. He, he ran on strongly from the back. He's had a couple of trials since and tried well. He's won both those trials. He was scratched a couple of weeks ago from the gate, but I'm not too concerned about that. I think uh, I think in this race, he, he'll go close to, to winning based on his ability. So that's uh, race five, number one, make a decision. What about in Nico's race? Do you think they'll still ride him... Or will they ride him out the back and cold like that? Well, uh, I think he has he has been closer in the past. Um, I think last preparation he was a bit sort of closer to the to the speed, just behind the speed. So um, it, it wouldn't shock to to see uh, him uh, to see David Perez settle him a bit a bit closer. Um, obviously, don't want to be held up uh, like he was. Uh, Last start, but even if he is a little bit uh, towards the back, I don't have too concerns. I think this is a bit of a, a weaker race, not too many chances, and I think Nico the Greek's the, the one that clearly stands out. 14 runners, you'd think there'd be enough speed in it to sort of string him out yep. and and, uh, and so he can come with that uh, steaming run at the end of it. Uh, let's hope so. We'll all be cheering for Nico. Yes. So is that all for your best bets? Yeah, that's all I've, I've got, and of course you can you can find all the all the staking strategies and, and uh, tips uh, for the whole uh, uh, eight race program on tazracing.com.au. So make sure you go over there and, and check it out. Will do. All right. No worries. Well, thanks very much. There's Jacob Bevis with his best for the meeting on Sunday. And it's going to be a really popular day. Don't forget to uh, tune in to Taz Racing TV. Jacob will have all the winners on there. Catch you next week, Jacob. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Should be a good day there, dog. Yeah, it should be. And great course too, like they mentioned. I'm at, <clears throat> you know, I love Tassie, Sammy. Yeah, yeah. I am going down in the month of June. There's four weekends. I'm down in Tassie for three of them. And the one weekend I'm not, that's because I'm up with you at the Stradbroke in Brisbane. So <laughs> I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be hitting up all sorts, Launceston, Hobart, there's dark mofo going on, there's racing, there's there's all sorts. I'm going to be uh, Taswegian. Fantastic. Plenty on offer for the dog down at Tassie. All right, let's get a break out of the way. We'll come back and we'll have a look at uh, at that meeting at Hobart. We'll talk about these uh, these races. We're in the home straight, dog.
live around Australia on SEN Track. You're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Sam Highland and Campbell Brown. Welcome back to Taz Racing Talk and just having a look at this meeting on uh, Sundays. It's a really good meeting, isn't it, Dog, uh, at uh, Hobart? So sounds like uh, it'll be well attended and plenty will get behind uh, the Pink Ribbon Cup. Yeah, big fields as well too. So we know that uh, sometimes it's uh, they, they get a lot of scratchings and things like that, but big full fields, uh, some really competitive races too. So I'm going to be tuning uh, tuning in on Sunday, mate, and I'm going to be looking forward to finding a couple of those winners. Yeah, in the first up music edition, he's well-placed for Glenn Stevenson, Anthony Darmanin on board. It's been uh, in really good form since getting to, to uh, Tassie. And I know we had Glenn on a couple of weeks ago and he, he went into that uh, that uh, run, two runs back, really confident. Obviously, Nico the Greek should uh, get the money in the second and the world will be on him. Eagle Street in the third looks a good chance for David Perez and the Brunton camp. Uh, those last two runs have been really sound. It was beaten under a length last time around, getting up to the 1,400, so... Looks well-placed there. Race four, another maiden here. Just wondered if that Sistine can be improved uh, into this preparation. It wasn't hopeless last time round. And, you know, horses go out in the paddock. They uh, have a bit of a break. It's only had two runs under its belt. And mm. you would expect uh, will be improved. It's been a trial winner. So it'll be forward for Siggy Carr. Race five. Uh, Banker Tom is in it. There was something else that I didn't mind in it, but Banker Tom will run well because uh, obviously it was. It's got that uh, Nico the Greek form. Race six. Did you uh, give Crystal Palazzo a chance? Not bad. Yeah, I yeah. think it's it's uh, it's. Where was it? Where, Number uh, nine, Crystal Palazzo, because it'll be bowling along out in front and. It's got the money the last couple at Hobart. Yeah, we yeah, won the last two, sorry, yeah, in race six, yeah. I wondered if this I'm Cropped can be running well. Randy Tan on board. <laughs> how, how could he go and mum and dad name me a Randy? Hey, <laughs> this is our firstborn. Let's call him Randy. <laughs> oh, Randy. Yeah, Randy Tan. And then uh, race seven, the Pink Cup, the, the Tassie Pink Cup, which is uh, the feature for the day. I think AMK will be really hard to beat. Erica Byrne taking the claim. And then into the last, which there's a couple of horses in good form here, but I'm going to go with Costero for John Blacker and Siggy Carr. It looks like a, a good chance. Travelling Gigolo. Now, that's a good job to have, isn't it? Number three, it'll be in the money. Uh, drawn the gate one. Well, thanks for joining us on Taz Racing Talk. We're going to get the news now. And then when we come back, trackside. We're going to start with Lee Dalton, find out uh, the best odds right around the country for the weekend's racing.